0: and welcome back to the You're So Quiet podcast. I'm your host Chelsea Brown. Y'all I cannot tell you how psyched I am to be back. It's been it's been too long. It's been like a month and a half, two months, I don't know. Too long and I have like a lot to tell you guys. Okay so (laughs) originally I was going to wait for like my life to calm down so I can put ample amount of focus and time on the projects that I really enjoy, such as this one. Um, but my life has not come down, <laughs> and I just kind of feel like, you know what, I just need to go ahead and do it, and you kind of make time for the things that you really like, right? So um, I'm here. I'm here talking with my, my closest friends, my closest introverty friends, extroverted friends, Everyone is welcome as long as no one is singling anyone out for being too quiet. That's not what we're doing. If someone's not talking, then just leave them alone. They probably don't have anything to say right then. If you are tuning in for the very first time, you're new to the show, this is a show for introverts and for introverts to just be themselves. I feel like in today's society, there's a lot of pressure to be very extroverted and very charismatic and personable and whatever. And introverts can be all those things as well. But the difference is that an introvert is drained by social interactions, whereas an extrovert is kind of charged up by those things. So here, you don't have to pretend like you are just dying to go out on your birthday, for example. I'm not. I'm not someone who... Who loves to do that I think I mentioned that before I had my birthday in December and someone was telling me like oh my god you have to go out for your birthday like you have to go out to dinner you can't just order food in and I'm like um that is my actual nightmare (laughs) um I love the fact that I can order pretty much whatever food I want and have it brought to me always tip your delivery drivers okay but here you just be you okay And I wanted this to be a safe space for introverts specifically, but I welcome extroverts because honestly, that's how a lot of introverts make friends, is that we're just kind of adopted by an extrovert. So extroverts are also welcome, but introverts are favored, okay? So this week, we are going to be talking about lovers and haters. And before you're like, oh my god, Chelsea, it's like, girl, it's not even February, okay? Valentine's Day has already passed why are we talking about lovers now? I'll tell you why. We're talking about lovers now because I think after the holidays is like the perfect time to pursue someone that you're interested in. I think a lot of times people kind of get cuffed or whatever during the holiday season and that comes with like a lot of family stuff and it takes the relationship far more seriously and like on a far more serious path then it would be, like, after Valentine's Day. Like, the next holiday coming up is, what, President's Day, and then after that, it's St. Patrick's Day. So, for me, I would think that just a nice way to start a fun, casual relationship that you're very excited about after Valentine's Day is literally the perfect time. And we're talking about haters as well because, okay, so this is something that we're all going to have to deal with, and... we're talking about lovers, why not talk about haters? Because love and hate are very, very closely tied, I think. We are going to get into that today, but before we do, we're going to do a quick mental health check. We are going to rate one to five, okay? Mental health one to five. One being absolutely terrible, have not gotten out of bed, maybe haven't showered in a couple days, multiple days, no judgment. No judgment here. Mental health at a negative one million. That's a one. And a five is like could not be better. Living your best life, feeling amazing. So for me personally, my mental health right now is at a three. And for me, a three is like, you know, I'm doing okay. But there's just still like a lot of crap happening. So this is like a perfect time to give you a life update. Of what's been happening to me the last couple of months. So the biggest thing is that my dog is like real, real sick. If you know anything about me, you know that I am obsessed with my dog. He's probably one of my best friends, sad to say, but I mean, he spends the most time with me, and that's just is what it is. But he, he's been really sick. Um, it got to the point where he literally lost the use of his back legs and he was just like genuinely miserable and I thought for a a brief stint there that we were gonna have to put him down um, because a dog that literally can't stand up, that is miserable, laying in his own excrement, can't get up to feed himself. I have to bring food to him if he was willing to eat. He lost like a ton of weight. So anyway, luckily we did not have to make that decision And he is doing a lot better, in case you were wondering. He is on, like, so much medication, but he doesn't know the difference because it's just like he gets a bunch of treats every day, which he's he's into it. So that's great. He can walk again, which is great. He still doesn't really have control over his bladder, so not amazing. And we're going to the vet again on Thursday to get, like, repeat blood cultures and stuff done just to see if there's, like, an infection lingering that his two antibiotics have not taken out yet. So, that's been very stressful for me. I found it very difficult to sleep. I lost a lot of weight during that period as well because I found it really hard to eat and just like, you know, just take care of myself and at that point, my mental health was at a 1, flat out a 1. But we are improving. So, I'll take that as a good thing. Insult injury our dryer broke <laughs> and it sounds so stupid, right? But you don't realize how instrumental and important a dryer is until you don't have one. We haven't had a dryer for a couple weeks because, like, the dryer's 30 years old and getting parts for it is hard. And eventually our home warranty is just like, y'all, you're going to have to just replace it. So we should have a dryer tomorrow. So looking good, looking good. I was air drying my clothes. Like, our washer still worked but obviously the dryer didn't and I would just air dry the clothes and for some reason my clothes were crunchy and I don't like that. I I mean, maybe my skin is really sensitive or something, but clothes that feel hard on my skin, I hate it. Like wool sweaters, can't stand them, has to be soft material. Even like new denim for me is just not, not it. And you have to like break in breaking the clothes, and it's very distracting to me on my skin. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm really looking forward to not having crunchy clothes. Uh, it seems very basic, but you know. What else? Um, I've gotten back on my workout grind. I dropped off completely when I was dealing with hybrid stuff. I just didn't have the physical capacity, like I wasn't eating, so Obviously, my, my body wasn't able to push itself in that way, so I'm back on that, and I jumped in a little too hard today. <laughs> I did a 20-minute treadmill workout, and um, <laughs> I genuinely thought for a second I was going to have to go to the hospital, like for real, because I have like a heart thing, and I have asthma, so my body was like, girl, like you don't do this anymore, like you got to ease in. Um, so lesson learned. Lesson learned. So if you hear me coughing, it is just my, my asthma leftovers. It's good times. But, you know, it is what it is. And the trainer was saying that you are made to do hard things. I'm like, you're dang right I am. I am made to do hard things. And I, I just push myself a little too hard. So <laughs> I just need to be more aware of my boundaries. And I think that that's something we can all kind of learn from because I know a lot of people who are just pushing themselves and pushing themselves and not really taking any time to rest and recharge and take care of yourself. So if you're listening to this and you're like, hmm, that kind of resonates with me, take a break. Take one day off. I call it a do nothing day. Literally get all your cleaning, your errands, your work stuff. Take a Saturday. Literally do nothing. The only thing that I do on do nothing days is take care of my dog, because it's obviously a non-negotiable, but do nothing else. Lay on the couch all day, play video games, read a book, whatever is gonna charge you up, do that thing. Oh, and with all this other, all this other crap, I am still trying to get my books written and edited, and it's just like, oh my god, there's just so much stuff, and... I am ready for there to be nothing like I was thinking the other day about how over the summer I was I had days where I had no appointments and no deadlines and I'm just like ugh, I miss just floating in the pool and reading my book and just enjoying life instead of trying to buy a dryer it seems like everything these days is like smart and maybe this is just like me being old or whatever but I hate a smart appliance and I'll tell you why. I bought a printer recently because our other printer, old but still functioning, flat out just stopped working and could not be fixed. I don't know what happened to it. It was working fine and then wasn't anyway. So I ordered this new printer. All the printers are smart printers now and it's an HP. You have to download the app and then you have to make an account and then you have to go through the steps on the app. And mind you, the app is not not great. The app is not great. So I'm out here trying to just print something. And it took me, I kid you not, it took me three days to set up this stupid printer. Was it three days of continuous work? No. It was like two hours. And then I got really frustrated. I was like, I'm going to do this later. I don't need this right this very moment two hours the next day, two hours the next day, and then finally the stupid thing worked. And the last thing that I need in my life is a smart dryer, okay? I just want my dryer to dry my clothes. That's it. I don't need you to send me text notifications. If I leave my clothes in the dryer for too long and they get wrinkled, that is on me. That's my problem and I just need to deal with it. So we were able to find a non-smart dryer. Amazing. We'll be here tomorrow. Very excited. Anywho. Um, the best thing that I did for myself during this period is I actually signed up for Book of the Month. This is not an ad or anything. This is just a personal recommendation. I love a subscription box. I love to get stuff like every month and know that I have something to look forward to. And I have been reading a ton. So for me, Book of the Month is something I've been following on Instagram. For literally like two years, and I would just base my own reading list kind of off of what they were offering in their monthly subscription box. And there was this one book that I wanted to read, which I will tell you about in a second, that was offered on Book of the Month, but it was not actually releasing for another like 40 days or something. So if you have a subscription, you can get early release books. And I love a subscription box and I love early release. There's just something about being able to get something early. I don't know what it is. I I just like it. It feels exclusive and it makes me feel important or whatever. And I'm into it. So I signed up for it. And the book that I am recommending, my book of the week, is A Flicker in the Dark by Stacey Willingham. And the quick synopsis is... Twenty years after a man is put behind bars for the slaying of six girls, the convicted serial killer's daughter is trying to move on with her life when the killings start up again. Only this time, they seem centered around her. The synopsis? Amazing. Sounded so good to me, and I couldn't actually purchase or rent the book yet. So, got the book, plowed through it in maybe two days. In exactly two days, actually. It was such a quick read, very compelling. I really like the characters. However, it is four out of five stars for me. A star deduction because the timeline jumped around a lot from like present to past and it was like different narrators but actually the same narrator, just different ages which makes their voice different and that to me just kind of wasn't working. I usually don't have a problem with multiple timelines but this one just didn't It just didn't work for me. I also kind of guessed exactly who the killer was within the first 50 pages, which to me is like a little disappointing. However, I will say that the author did give me enough doubt in other characters that I was questioning myself throughout the book. It wasn't like, oh, it's definitely this person. Yep, obviously this person. Yep, okay, let's get to it. It's like, oh, well, maybe it could be this person because they have motive and they had opportunity and, like, you know. So, if you're into, like, murder mysteries, I would totally recommend if violence against younger people bothers you, This is probably not a book that you're going to enjoy. Okay, so with all that being said, we are kind of caught up and I feel like I have so much to tell you guys, but I also really want to jump into this topic because it's something that has really been heavy on my mind lately. If you have listened to the show before, you know that I watch a ton of reality TV, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Love is Blind, Too Hot to Handle, Love Island, like romantic themed reality TV is my jam, 100%. But it also made me realize that a lot of people don't know like when someone actually likes them because I think when we're children, we are given these really stupid examples of when someone likes you. For example, all my lady listeners, you will know this one. So you're on a playground, it's like you're in third grade, recess, and a boy is pulling your hair. And you go to the recess monitor person and you're like, miss, he's pulling my hair. Oh, he just likes you. That's just how he shows you he likes you. I would like to start a movement to remove that from our society 100%. I don't want to teach anybody that someone shows you that they like you by hurting you. That doesn't mean that they care. It means that they're a jerk. And maybe as like young boys or whatever, you don't know how to display your affection yet. But the thing is, is that we shouldn't be teaching people from a young age that, first of all, displaying affection like that is correct. And second of all, that receiving affection like that is correct. I'll give you an example. So, I'm in 3rd grade, right? And there's this boy that I had a crush on, and he would like kick me in the shins specifically. And I told the recess monitor and she was like, "Well, he just likes you. He has a crush on you." I'm like, "All right, okay, okay. Got it, got it." So, how do I show him that I like him?" She couldn't give me an answer. So, I started kicking him in the shins. And I've been playing soccer since, <laughs> since I was since I was very small. So I have a pretty powerful kick, and this boy did not like that I was kicking him, and I somehow got in trouble for displaying the same behavior that he was displaying. So fast forward to my relationship in college, and I'm with this dude who could not care less about me, genuinely. I honestly don't know why he was in a relationship with me to begin with because he could not have been less interested in me. But having been taught all of these things like, well, if someone hurts you, then they like you. Or if someone ignores you, it's just because, like, they don't know how to show their affection. And, like, to me, I would have saved so much time and so much emotional and mental energy If I had been able to wrap my tiny brain around the fact that, okay, so this dude is mean to you, why are you with him? And of course, this can all track back to poor self-esteem, which I definitely did have, especially at that time. So is it a combination of things? Yes. Did me being told as a child that someone being mean to you means they like you also play into this? Also, yes. So we're going to talk about what it looks like when someone actually likes you. It is not someone being mean to you. It is not someone negging you or like giving you these little negative things about you and trying to bring you down a peg. Like that's not, that's not cute. That's not affectionate. That's not nice. And we're not putting up with that. Okay. So if someone likes you, they flirt with you. There's like little touches if they display their affection with physical touch they genuinely check on you. They ask you questions about what you're, what you're doing and what you're interested in. And that to me just seems like so obvious now as an adult. And what really brought it to the forefront for me is watching all this reality TV. I am watching people on Bachelor in Paradise, for example. This dude is clearly not into this woman, but she really likes him. And she keeps pursuing him, keeps pursuing him. And he could not be more clear that he does not like her, right? He is not asking her any questions. He's not seeking her out. He is not showing any interest in this person whatsoever. But she keeps fighting for him and fighting for him. And I think it all goes back to this same ridiculousness of if someone, you know, ignores you or if someone is mean to you, that means they like you. So let's go away from that. And maybe, maybe also... Maybe you are someone who shows their affection by being mean. Um, Mia, we, no, (laughs) we are not doing that. We're not doing that. What? Okay. Treat people how you want to be treated. Do you want someone to be mean to you? No, the answer is no. And if you're saying yes, it's just because you want to defend your actions. Like let's just be perfectly honest with each other, okay? We're all friends here, and I'm going to call you on your bullshit. It's not okay. It's not okay. It seems like my my thought process now is so revolutionary because for example, watching these bachelor bachelorette shows, like well, how do I show him that I like him? Like literally just be nice to him. Just be nice show affection, show interest, and if this person reciprocates that, then they're interested in you too. And if they don't reciprocate that, if they are mean to you or whatever, I mean, just bail. I don't know. I, I think that my perspective on and maybe my patience for dating is at an all-time low, and it's fantastic that I am married. Because I, I just don't have time for it. I don't have the energy for it. It's, it's frustrating to see my friends who are in these horrible, like quantifiably horrible relationships and fighting for these relationships. I know this girl who has been in a relationship with this guy and he has been certifiably abusive toward her. Like no ifs ands buts about it has physically harmed her has cleared out the house while she was at work and just let her come home to an empty apartment. He tells her who she can and can't hang out with, that kind of thing. So to me, I'm like, why are you fighting so hard for this relationship? And maybe it is like a self-esteem issue like I struggled with in college especially, but I genuinely believe that we have some serious issues with what we think affection looks like. If you think affection is being mean to someone I really encourage you to identify where that thought is coming from is it just something that's instilled in you it like do you like it when people are rude and mean to you I I don't think so I don't think so and I obviously I don't speak for everybody of course so if you have a different opinion you have a different opinion but this is just what I see and it's really sad to me I have another friend who is actually going through a divorce and, like, her her ex could not be more clear that he is not interested. I mean, he has flat out said, like, we can co-parent, whatever, but I'm not interested. <laughs> and yet this person still wants him. And in truth, I don't think that she actually wants him. I think she wants, like, this family that she had envisioned. And so when we are choosing people for relationships or for lovers or for friendships, I think we need to also let go of the idea of what we think it should be like or what we we imagine it could be and just look at it for what it actually is. You know, like my relationship in college, I like I shouldn't have stayed with him as long as I did. It was ridiculous, but I was in the relationship for so long and I just knew, like, this this has to work, right? I've put so much time into this, and this just has to work. There's no way that this is how it ends. And as it turns out, like, it just, I mean, it was way past his expiration date, to be quite honest with you. But I shouldn't have kept making the same mistake because I spent a long time making it, you know? And I really should have let go of my my expectations for the relationship. Because I really do my best to be a good partner. I try to be supportive. I try to be there for you. And I I hope for the same from my from my partner. But if I'm not receiving that, then I kinda need to take the message, you know? I need to take the hint that this dude could not be less into me, you know? And people stay in relationships for all kinds of reasons and people seek out relationships for all kinds of reasons. But these are just the things that I have really noticed, especially lately. And honestly, even with myself in some friendships, I find that I'm like really reevaluating what it means to be a friend. I really try to check on my friends and see how they're doing, if they're going through a hard time or just like send you memes and stuff like so you know that I'm thinking of you and it frustrates me when people who claim to be my friend don't do the same things for me and I understand that people show their affection for their friends in different ways and we're all adults and we're all busy and whatever but like you can't tell me I'm so busy when like I literally see you on social media all freaking day you know what I mean like you make time for things that are important to you and if you're showing me with your actions that I'm not important to you I need to take the hint you know this is on me at this point it is not anyone else's responsibility to like shake me and wake me up from this dream that I'm living in where this person actually cares. So if you kind of see yourself maybe in some of these things that I've said, maybe you have a friendship or a relationship or a potential relationship that you're pursuing where your expectations are for the relationship and what's actually happening in the relationship are completely dramatically different things and like not in a way that you find to be acceptable or beneficial for your life, maybe it's time to reevaluate those things. You know, I don't think that it's a bad thing to outgrow certain people. I don't think it's a bad thing to maybe narrow down your circle if you feel like maybe people are taking advantage of you or whatever, it's not bad to to just take care of yourself for once because at the end of the day, you are there for yourself 100% of the time and you're living your life 100% of the time. So it needs to be a life that you, you enjoy and you find to be worth living, okay? So this brings us to haters. I feel like we've kind of all had experience with someone who like genuinely dislikes us and like we're not trying to pursue a relationship with them or anything but it's it's like super obvious that this person does not like you for whatever reason and maybe they like go out of their way to inconvenience you or to talk trash about you or whatever and you're just like exasperated or maybe this is someone who you thought was a friend, and you're realizing now that you need to reevaluate that relationship. And that person is actively working against your happiness, actively trying to bring you down. I've also kind of gotten to a point in my life where I have really realized recently that I don't like genuinely like a whole bunch of people there's like a handful of people that I'm like, oh, I really like that person. I think maybe I'm just really selective with who I say that I like. I don't know why that is. (laughs) There's probably some trauma there. We're not going to get into that in this episode. But I just genuinely don't like very many people. Does that make me a hater? No, I don't think so. Because if I don't like you, I'm not working against you. I'm not talking trash about you. I am putting in zero percent effort to interfere in your life whatsoever but if someone is for example waiting in the wings and anytime anything bad or remotely dramatic or whatever is happening in your life they are in your dms or in your inbox like oh girl what's going on with this like girl mind your own business you know that to me is a hater because you are watching me and waiting for something horrible to happen to me that's how it feels to me at least so how do we deal with this I really like the comedian Cat Williams I think he his language is foul but his stuff is hilarious and he once said to just let the haters do their jobs and if you have one hater I want you to try to get two by tonight you know because if you are doing your life right, if you are genuinely just out here living your best life, not for any other reason, not to put it in someone's face, not to show someone what they're missing or any, like literally you're focusing on you, you are the best version of you and there's someone out over here just wishing you ill, that person is a hater and you know what? They are because you are shining, okay? Okay. I remember once I moved to a new school. Um, I think I was in seventh grade. And I was like the shiny new object in this school. It was a very small school. And I became like very popular because I was the new girl. You know, if you've ever been a new kid in the middle of the school year, you know that you're like the circus freak. And you're popular, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Everyone knows you, right? And it just so happened that this one guy had a crush on me. And the guy that had a crush on me had this girl that was crushing on him that he did not like, <laughs> but this girl was like bound and determined to show this guy how horrible I was. So she, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So we're walking between classes. I am completely on the other side of the hallway and I see this girl fall to the ground and I think that she's passed out or someone has hit her or something but all of a sudden she stands up and she's screaming my name like why would you do this Chelsea oh my god like I I mean it's just Brandon you am like what the what is happening I am nowhere near this person teachers are looking over the sea of people looking for me and they see me all the way across the way eyes wide and like just flat out confused this person was actively working against me. So what did I do? Even as a 7th grader, okay? I don't know how I had this level of, like, wherewithal or maturity or whatever. But I just, like, never spoke to this person. Even if she spoke to me talking about Brandon, who I didn't even like. Like, let's be perfectly honest. I just wouldn't respond. I just said absolutely nothing if she would sit next to me in class and there was any other available seat, I would move. I did everything I possibly could to just distance myself from this person. And to be perfectly honest, I didn't really lose too much sleep over it. She was like a nasty, nasty girl. Did not like it. Um, She was just really mean to me, but I just let it slide off my back. And honestly, I feel like even now as an adult I kind of struggle to do that because I feel now that I'm more confident in myself and now that I'm more empowered and whatever I feel this desire sometimes to call someone out on their their nonsense. And the thing is that it doesn't matter if I call someone out because they're just going to continue being who they are. Right? So if you have someone in your life who you would classify as a hater someone who is actively interfering in your life or literally just waiting for you to fall. I want you to literally just worry about yourself. That's, that's all you have to do. Just worry about yourself. Worry about hustling or a creative project or your fitness journey or growing your TikTok followers. I don't care what you focus on, but it's not going to be this person. It does not matter what this person thinks of you. Okay, so just live your best life and, like, let's say that this is someone in your community and they're spreading rumors about you, so the people who matter don't mind and the people who mind don't matter. Dr. Seuss, you know? So just do you worry about yourself. Now, on the flip side, if you're listening to this and you're like, ooh, I think I might be the hater, right? I am actively waiting for someone to fall. Or I am the person in the community spreading rumors about someone. First of all, you're better than that. Like genuinely, you are better than that. And how to overcome this? Easy. Same advice. Worry about yourself. That's literally all you have to do is worry about yourself. Stop worrying so much about whether someone else has something that you don't have. Jealousy is not a good look on anybody. Green is my favorite color, but envy is not cute. I think it's interesting actually how many of our like interpersonal drama problems could literally be solved by worrying about ourselves more and worrying about other people less. It doesn't matter what anyone else is doing, doesn't matter what anyone else has. I want you, okay, so think about this. There are, I believe, two different kinds of people. There are the people who will see a really nice car, a car that they really want and they've wanted their whole life. There's one person that'll be like, man, what do I have to do to get that car? You know, like what kind of work do I have to put in? I want to be the person who owns that car. And then there's a whole other subset of people who will scratch the car Which of those people do you think is happier? The person who's working for the thing that they want or the person who's just destroying property that they can't have? Just something to think about. Just food for thought. All of this has been, you know, really weighing heavily on me lately, especially, because, like I said, I really don't like very many people. So I think it's especially disappointing for me when I come to the conclusion that someone just isn't my friend, you know? And it's just kind of sad because I don't let a lot of people into my life. If you're an introvert, you are probably also very selective with who you're friends with. So for someone to kind of reveal themselves as just not my friend or someone taking advantage of me or whatever, that just really sucks. So... Focus on your happiness. I'm gonna to try to do the same. My mental health is climbing. A couple weeks ago, I was at a one. Now I'm at a three. So we are uh, we're moving on up. We're moving on up, and I'm I'm happy about it. Worry about yourself. Reevaluate your relationships if you have to. 2022 has been a little rough to me. Uh, maybe a little rough to you too. But let's just focus on ourselves and keep moving forward because we got this. You know, just focus on your happiness and happiness will come. I I can't stress enough how excited I am to be back and I can't wait to share with you guys all of the things that I have had ruminating in my head these past few weeks. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, I'd love if you left a rating on Spotify or the Apple Podcasts app It really helps me spread the word about the pod, especially as an introvert. I want the algorithm to do the work for me, the legwork myself, super exhausting. So go ahead, leave a rating and review just to show your appreciation if you want. If you want to participate in future episodes such as polls or answer some questions, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at yoursoquietpod, Y-O-U-R-E, soquietpod. I'll talk to you next week.